0: You ready?
1: Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of flagandbanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, often funny, and always informative weekly blog where you'll read, learn, and may comment about her life as a 21st century wife, mother, daughter, and entrepreneur. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business.
2: Thank you, Sun Gray. My guest today is Mr. Chris James. He is well known for his achievement as a national award-winning spoken word poet laureate. But like so many creative people, he is more than that. Chris is a playwright, educator, photographer, author, producer, TED Talk speaker and survivor. As a young black man fathering a child at 16, he has walked the walk of hopelessness and homelessness and now talks the talk of empowerment as he pays his experience and knowledge forward through a variety of artistic mediums. In 2016, he was featured on the front cover of Arkansas Times Newspaper for being one of Arkansas's top visionaries. Chris is an entrepreneur. He founded the House of Art, Arkansas's only poetry venue. He is a member of the Foreign Tongues Poetry Slam team who ranked second place in the world in 2014, and he is a K through K-12 artist teacher conducting across the country workshops that educate on racial barriers and socioeconomic challenges and how to overcome it. And on his side hustle, he's passionate about mental health awareness. It is a pleasure to welcome to the table what his friends say about him, the man, the myth, the educator, the impactful Mr. Chris James. Yeah. You can tell I've been all (laughs) over your website.
0: Yeah, you have. You have. I I, I appreciate that. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was like the best introduction I've ever had in life. Wow. Oh, my God.
2: So the name of your website is called The Chris James Journey. Mm Mm-hmm the chrisjamesjourney.com which is a really apt name for your website and is really the core of everything you do. Mm-hmm. So uh let's just start with this journey today. Let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your family.
0: Um uh, man I grew up with um my mother, and my two brothers and uh and that was it, you know, family now um I'm the father of five beautiful children. Uh my twin daughters are right over there in the next studio looking at us. Um, yeah, you know. But
2: you, mother told you
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you were young uh-huh. that most black men by the age of 25 will be either dead or in jail.
0: Oh yeah, America taught me that. You know, uh, the world taught me that, you know, and I, and I seen that, you know, all my life. You know, uh, I'm still seeing that, you know, uh, just being an educator and just being a community activist you know, I'm seeing that truth, you know, uh, and it's becoming, it's, it's a reality. You know, a lot of young people, you know, black boys and girls are, you know, either dying physically way before the age of 25 or dying mentally and emotionally. Uh, becoming parents at thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, uh, or dealing with with traumatizing situations that that ruin their lives mentally and mentally and emotionally. Um, so yeah, you know, and that's the, and that's one of the main reasons I do what I do today, uh, because I realize that so many people who come from where I come from are dealing with a, a level of mental illness because of the form of poverty we come from.
2: Your third grade teacher
0: asked you. <laughs> You've been listening to
2: that. I loved it. Come on, Karen. Come on. Your third grade teacher asked you what? Uh. My
0: third grade teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And my response was alive. Because by that time, I had seen more black boys die than I was able to digest. You've been listening to my poetry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: And that's a real response. I don't think you asked my kids what they want to be when they grew up in the third grade. When you asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up, I don't think they would have said alive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a reality. Yeah. So there is uh, fatherless children, mm-hmm. which is one of the socioeconomic problems you speak about. Yeah. Incarceration.
0: Yeah.
2: Homicide. Yeah. Um, black-on-black homicide mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, the dropout rate in school, Mm. and then the teen pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Those are the issues that are in your poetry. How do you talk about that without making people defensive?
0: Well, I don't think people will get defensive about me speaking about it because everything I speak about, I've lived. You know, again, I was 16 when I became a dad. You know, I was uh, 16 when both of my brothers went to prison for 25 and 40 years, Um, you know. I was fatherless and still fatherless, you know, at age 30. Um, You know, so everything I'm speaking about, you know, I've experienced. And I think, being that I have experienced it, um, it allows young people, so when I go into the alternative school with kids who are only there because their probation officers told them they had to be, uh, or kids who are angry or currently dealing with their, their level of trauma, able to receive me a lot differently than they probably would receive um, you Mm -hmm. you know uh, because I've experienced it so they're more willing to hear me tell them that it's possible to overcome what they're experiencing and um, and I talk about it because I think it's important it's important to identify your struggles so you can first so you can then create solutions to overcome Uh, because if you don't see that that, uh, that stand in your neighborhood and selling drugs, or uh, breaking in houses, and and having babies over and over and over and over by different men and blase, blase. Like if you don't identify that that's a problem in your community, you're gonna continue to live in that cycle of problems. Uh, so through my poetry, through my art, through my stage plays, through my books, I'm letting you know that this right here is harming us as a people, as a community. And and so yeah, so I, so I don't think it's, a challenge at all uh or is the f- people become defensive i think people become aware and they become enlightened when i shed light on it
2: so let's you were 15 when you got your first job why did you start working at 15.
0: man i probably had my first job when i was like seven i've been hustling all my life uh i remember being uh like seven years old my stepdad and my mom worked at mcdonald's so i got all the, uh, the Happy Meal toys, and I had a yellow cart, a yellow tub of toys, and I, we stayed on Willow Street in North Little Rock around the corner from Argentina, and I remember just being in front of the house selling those toys, for, you know, for change. I remember, you know, being in the, uh, I think when I was 10, my birthday gift was a, uh, was a lawnmower, and I remember cutting my first yard for $20. You know, at age 10, I remember uh, having a pear tree at, at my house on 4700 Roger Street in Rose City and selling pears and also have, having a pecan tree selling pecans i remember uh riding my bike past a brother uh named Iman who still owns watkins detail shop uh and i was probably like 10 or 11 at that point and he hired me to pick up the trash and the cigarette butts that was around his car detail shop uh car lot so i was always hustling because i know my mom was working hard and uh and even though she was working hard we still often had the lights off we still you know we still um you know we still dealt with struggle you know because that's what comes with being black in America often uh, with a lack of education or or, or just because you black to be honest and um and so I always just felt the desire to hustle and I saw my brothers hustling you know they were hustling a little differently than I was you know they were selling drugs and you know and just involved in the streets the way that they were uh, but I wanted to hustle so ever since a kid I've been looking to make money for myself did you sell Uh,
2: drugs (laughs)
0: uh yeah i've participated in 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 negative activities before
2: and your brothers sold drugs so correct I mean, you talk about it on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you I, talk, talk I talk about, about it online. through my poetry. Right? This is not
0: I, a I ain't never been asked so bluntly before. <laughs> you sell <laughs> <still laughs> crack before, right?
1: <laughs> You've never met my mother.
0: <laughs> I clearly have not. Uh, That's not
3: true. Karen I met
0: you. <laughs> I know you. Ah, this is my homegirl. But uh, <laughs> so but, but yeah, you know, but and because of their actions, again, they're in prison right now for 25 and 40 years, which is unfortunate. So yeah, but they're dead. No, 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 my brothers are alive. Okay, so so I, I can tell you listened to my poem. Yes, it said they were but, dead. But the reference in the poem was a metaphor. It um. says, um, I haven't went to visit my brother in five or six years. They've been gone because every time I visit, it feels like I'm reliving their funerals. The jail cells are their caskets, and the prison sentences are the writing on their tombstones. So, I
2: that's, see. so that's
0: the metaphor. The metaphor is, um, so it's like, I feel like they lost their chance at living because of these jail cells. The, the penitentiary, the jail cells, the casket, Is, and the sentences are the writing on the tombstone. So yeah, so, so they're very much alive.
2: So when I met you, you and I were both at the Maya Angelo Project and a fundraiser, which gives scholarships to young people to go to college. And I, you were a guest poet. Yes, ma'am. And you got up and you started reading poetry. Do you remember which one you read? And I started crying, and I thought, "Golly, this wine's really good." We're crying, <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> but then you said that you, I, you told me you said, "Well, later I read this to a bunch of teachers yeah. in class, and they all started crying too. And if mm-hmm. they're drinking at school, then we got really problems with the education system."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you cry because you're human. First, do you remember? Yeah, it? yeah I do remember. Can
2: you remember. can you do it? The poem? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if you cash out me five dollars. No, I'm just a
2: joke. <laughs> <laughs> throw him $5. Somebody throw hustler. him $5. Uh, Golly, yes. Yeah, I got you, though. To um, so the All piece
0: right. uh, it was called, it called? Uh, Imperfect Picture. Uh, and I wrote this piece, man, like 2012. Uh, so it's about to be eight years ago. Uh, eight years now since I wrote it. Um, I, I just jumped right into it. We ready? Do it. All right, cool beans. And you can check out this, the video to this poem uh, on my YouTube, The Chris James Journey. On YouTube and all that good stuff. Welcome to the city of death where they don't live long and the children are grown by the time they 15 years old. And the summers are cold and the winters are hot and sunshine don't last that long. Welcome to the life of a child in the ghetto. Imagine Imagine gunshots from the pistol of a young gangster being powered by poverty and anger, aiming a chamber aimlessly in an open area where children run and play with no regard to danger. After all, they was just hanging and the cold still penetrated the youthful bodies of three black boys playing ball on the court to 21. Imagine a week later, the 15-year-old shooter shooting himself in the head. Neighbor taking out her, her garbage and found him dead in the alleyway, where his stain still lays beside the dumpster. I guess he felt life was best unlived. I saw the Reaper keeping close watch, watching his time on his watch for the time to take the soul of a son of a single mother i saw all their mothers crying and screaming and jumping over the church pews while the pastor preached from the pulpit friends and cousins wearing t-shirts that read gone but not forgotten knowing they'll forget them as soon as time has gone by the only people left hurting is these mothers who are crying and dying for a chance to see their children alive one last time is it ironic that death Stay close to young lives, like pimps to pros, crack fiends to dope, slave masters to rope, ready to choke the life of the black beauty. So these streets keep calling, and sons to ghetto soldiers keep falling into the traps of trap houses, trapping their adolescents with promises of respect and imaginary stripes of honor and a little bit of money to keep their mothers' hungry children from going hungry. Hell, it's a win-win to them. Those who knows who the means to be poor, I mean poor, peruse to the raggedy converse shoes those kids and tell me what would you do if your lights and water were off and you were hungry and stinking what would you do one of my students came to school last week and he slept the entire day i said hey man why you come to my class and sleep your whole life away he said it's more peaceful in a classroom full of kids cursing than it is at my home and i just stood there with no response to his pain he woke up and said mr james What would you do? Imagine a young girl pregnant with a third child in the 10th grade. She said her daddy was the father of all three, but he didn't want to claim him or feed him. These words flowed out her lips easy, as if it was a normal situation to be the baby mama of a rapist, but she'd keep coming to school every Monday. Ain't that something that life can be so full of chaos, but still you find the courage to live on? It's amazing how God keep giving birth to hope and faith, born from a womb of obstacles, Not to be overcome, like slaves singing songs to the moonlight at night. Follow the dragon, God. Negro spirituals telling us to hold on. We can make it if we move by faith, but not by faith alone. These children at the bottom of the barrel. Oh, our mission at hand. Grab their hands instead of saying we can't save them all. We can't save them all. We can't save them all. So many times until we convince our own selves that we can't save them all, and we can't. Then who will? Nobody. Because we are on the front line, the expected heroes of their adolescence, and they are waiting for us to save them. This picture is painted for viewing, so view it on this canvas created by young restless children who are dying for the opportunity to live, with the potential to be more than drug dealers, crackheads, prisoners, or dead. I can't imagine giving up on these beautiful young people who were brunned with brilliance because so many have already given up on themselves. And sitting back watching them die off slowly is no different from being a murderer. So I often ask myself, am I a part of the solution or the continuance to this 21st century genocide? That's that piece, thank y'all. Amen, amen. That Snaps. was
2: Chris James. What's the name of that song, poem?
0: Uh, imperfect picture.
2: That is an imperfect picture. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the man Arkansas Times newspaper calls, one of Arkansas's top visionary, Chris James, educator and renowned poet. And if you like what you just heard, stay tuned. More after the break.
3: Up in your business with Carrie McCoy, a presentation of flagandbanner.com. 2019 was another terrific year for interesting guests, stimulating interviews, filled with unexpected and surprising revelations from all kinds of people that rarely sit down for one-hour conversations. 2020 promises to be another stellar year, too. In the month of January alone, we've already got Jim Guy Tucker scheduled, and you can hear up in your business with Carrie McCoy on all kinds of platforms, twice a week on local radio, wherever you like to listen to podcasts the Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy YouTube channel, and in connection with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, now you can go to ArkansasOnline.com, click Listen, and find Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Thank you for listening, and make sure you stop by our store, located at 800 West 9th Street in downtown Little Rock. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 530, and Saturdays from 10 to 4. Online at flagandbanner.com.
2: You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with the poet, educator, entrepreneur, and survivor, and hustler, he says, (laughs) Mr. Chris James of Little Rock, Arkansas. If you're just tuning in, you need to go back and listen to the beginning of the show and hear Chris read his own poetry. It was really wonderful. So, Overcoming the Odds is the name of the TED Talk that you gave. Mm-hmm. And you gave four steps to success. Let's mm-hmm. speak to each one of them and tell us why they're important. I'll just name them real quick. Believe, go to the mountaintop, mm-hmm. jump, and focus. Let's start with believe.
0: That's what I'm talking about. You, you did some research, Gary. Uh, I I didn't even remember my TED Talks my points
2: <laughs> okay I'll tell them to
0: you I, I, I no I, I appreciate it. believe. believe um, I talked about the importance um, of believing uh, in my TED talks because I think the first step um, to success you know just like when you started the flag and banner company with $400 you know um, somebody oh. else probably would have looked at you like that's crazy.
2: I'll tell you the one they thought was crazy when I bought the Taborian Hall downtown.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a burned
2: out building when I bought it. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You
0: know, but, but you were crazy enough to believe in yourself, you know. And uh, I, I was listening to, uh, uh, what was it, uh, the Apple commercial with uh, Steve Jobs. He was giving a speech. And uh, he talked about the people who are crazy enough to believe that they can change the world are usually the ones that do you know and and I and I'm a strong believer that you have to believe that much into your, in yourself to be successful and for a long time I believed in myself and so I used the quote in my TED talks that Peter Pan was told that if he believes and thinks happy thoughts he can fly And uh, there are a lot of folks who never get an opportunity to fly in life because they simply don't believe in themselves. So how do you want somebody to to believe in you or to invest in your idea, to invest time in listening to your ideas or your dreams when you don't wholeheartedly believe in them yourself? Um, So I think that's the first step to being successful. Like you gotta believe it no matter how much you you doubt yourself or no no matter how much negative things you've experienced in your life, no matter how much trauma, no matter how uh, rich you're not. Right, no matter how much support you don't have immediately, you gotta believe. Right, when I opened my art gallery, um, November 2014, um, the House of Art, there were, a lot of folks didn't believe that it was possible. But Chris Rock said that people will ride past you, right, while you on the side of the road with a broke down car. But once you get out of that car and start pushing yourself, pushing that car yourself. Watch people pull over and start helping you. Because once people see that, th- that you believe in your own vision, they'll start standing behind you. And I've experienced that with every project I've ever done. Once people saw I was for real about it, they got behind me. Because, oh, he believes in himself. He's a visionary.
2: He, a visionary, a power of positive thinking is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. You've got to talk yourself up.
0: Uh-huh. you got to believe. you know, you got to believe that you are able to do.
2: And then the next one. Go to the mountaintop.
0: Oh, man. Come on now. Go to the mountain. All right. I'm writing these down so I can remember what I used to talk about in, my, in that 2015 TED Talks. Uh, man, so go to the mountaintop. I think I heard that quote uh, from Steve Harvey. He talked about going to the mountaintop, and then I kind of paraphrased it from there. Uh, but I took that because you will never know if your wings work. So so this is what I look at. It. We all have wings. Mm-hmm. We all are we all have the potential to be birds, but like Maya Angelou talked about, some of us are cage birds, right? Mm-hmm. And and you will never know if your wings work if you don't go to that mountaintop and just jump, right? And often, sometimes we we go to that mountaintop, we take the risk. Right? That's what the mountaintop jumping from the mountaintop is all about. Mm-hmm. All it means is taking the risk, right? And Mark Zuckerberg says that the only risk you don't the only risk is the risk that you don't take, right? So you will never know if your wings don't work if you don't jump off that mountaintop, right? And sometimes we jump off that mountaintop and then we just give up. We just fall to the ground and bam because we because we didn't know how to fly the first time. But mm-hmm. that's the thing about flying. Even even little birds, when they're pushed from the nest the first time, a lot of times they just fall. But that, that mama bird make them get back up so they can learn and they can keep trying to work those wings until you know how to master that flight. You can't just jump and expect to be fully soaring. You got to take that risk, you know. So so I believe wholeheartedly in jumping off that mountaintop so you can so you can see what it feels like. And jumping off the mountaintop can be scary. It can be uncomfortable. And and anything that's great that's major is going to be uncomfortable. Like, like you right now being at the beginning of your success, of anybody's success, like it's going to be uncomfortable. But success comes in mastering your discomfort.
2: That's good. Success comes in mastering your discomfort. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who says you sh- if you're not uh, getting out of your comfort zone every week, you're not living.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It
2: seems a lot. Little- Excessive to me. I don't want to do it every
0: week. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, maybe, maybe once much. a month. <laughs> once a year. Yeah, yeah. My
2: mother used to say about me. She'd say, "Carrie, I just." She'd say, "Carrie, you just jump off buildings and build your wings on the way down." Yeah. That really spoke to me when I saw that in your TED talk. So that was go to the mountaintop, think big, believe in yourself, believe, dream, believe that you can do it. Dream big, go to the mountaintop take that risk, get up there, climb up to that mountain, Mm -hmm. and then jump off. That was your third one, was to jump off. And your last one was focus. Yeah. You will fall to the ground if you don't start focusing on how to fly.
0: Uh Uh-huh, yeah, and also it's easy to forget what your focus is. You gotta focus on your focus, you know? Um, You
2: You said that once you started being successful, that Old girlfriends, old buddies—all these people started coming around. All these old ways started coming up, and you're like, I had to get focused again. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, that happened to me, man. Like, uh, I remember when I joined the military, I went off the basic training uh, after high school. Well, so I joined the army after high school, and I I remember coming back and uh, and being at the movie theater uh, with my old friends, you know, and them getting into again. I'm fresh back from basic training, maybe a week or two. And I'm a, I'm an American soldier now, right? And then they get into a group fight with another group of dudes, and my homeboy got knocked out, like pfft, he on the ground, and I'm like right here, and it's like I'm not, I can't jump in that because I'm focused on my focus. I'm focused on getting out of the ghetto, out of poverty, right? So I can in turn get my kids out of that. So I can. So when my brothers get out of prison in twenty five and forty years, they won't have to come back to that, right? I'm focused on my focus, and it's easy to get distracted because I people you love will will distract you from your focus, especially when, 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 you know. And it's human for people to be jealous, you know. That's a human. That's a human thought, human behavior, you know. And 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 they will unintentionally sometimes distract you, like. You about to work today bro on your dream you sure you don't want to come kick it with us right so it's easy to, to, to get uh, you sure you don't want to smoke a blunt with us you sure we got like three girls over here you sure <laughs> you don't want to go right so it's easy to, to get distracted by things that you used to do with things you used to be a part of like Carrie, when you first got married you know i, I, I saw them pictures of you in the, in the magazines. i knew you was you, you was a hot moment Thank beautiful you. he's still beautiful you know you. but but i knew when you, when you when you probably first got married you were focus on on your man and as soon as you got married and you was working on being happy some of the old dudes started hitting you up like carrie what's up girl with your fine self you know Cause that's so, th- th- so th- oh! right and that's because that's what happens when you focus on your focus right those old distractions just start coming out of nowhere but you stay focused on your focus and now 30 40 years later, you got these these beautiful sons, right? You mm-hmm. got that beautiful business. You got mm-hmm. it's a beautiful life, you know, because you stay focused on it, your focus. And it, it, and it ain't always perfect, I know that. But yep. uh, but the overall, y'all made it happen, and y'all raised these children together, and y'all made it work.
2: We did. Um, I I am f- uh, he's brought back memories. I f- just got flustered there
0: for a <laughs> I was
2: like, oh, yeah, did wait. it? Try <laughs> to
0: hit me back up, didn't he? <laughs>
2: Why did you speak on developing relationships?
0: Oh, man. It's, yeah.
2: You said it's important to develop relationships. And mm-hmm. then you have relationships with Wildwood Performing Arts and the Thea Foundation. And you said, I love the way when you talk in prose, you talk in prose but it sounds like poetry because everything kind of seems profound.
1: Mm-hmm. You said
2: it's what you know, it's who you know, and it's who knows you? Mm-hmm. Um, why is that important?
0: Man, you can be the most talented person in the world, the most talented. But if nobody knows that you are the most talented. Like, like right now, if I was a rapper, right, or, or, or whatever, I say I was a rapper, I know who P. Diddy is. I know who Dr. Dre is. I know I know of them, right? But if they don't know of me, it don't matter how great I am right if the gatekeepers don't know me it don't matter right mm-hmm. so that's important that's the importance of who you know right so for me early on in my career i just started naturally you know initiating relationships with people and then i slowly saw the importance of, of what that did for my career uh, and these were organic relationships you know mm-hmm. like like I've been knowing, I've been knowing you for like a month now, a, a little bit over a month. But organically, we've established a relationship. Uh, you booked me for you know for your fundraiser event. You've, you spoke. You, 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 you brought me to your mm-hmm. um, you know to your radio station, and, and, and now you and I are building organically. But what but what I've so I'm just give you a perfect example. I have no college degree, but I've had the opportunity to speak at colleges across America. I've had the opportunity to speak at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, I've had the opportunity to, to train educators on how to better educate their own students. I've uh, worked with thousands of students across the country teaching poetry, theater, and hip-hop in these classrooms, right, and and I was always just talented. You know, I was always passionate about doing what I do because at once, once upon a time I was doing it all for free, right, but now I'm able to do it for a living, but it was because I established those genuine relationships I initiated them I, I built them like a house right and I maintained those relationships and eventually those relationships benefited me in major ways and now because of all that I'm able to just wake up every day and be a poet to be an artist um, because of those relationships so relationships are so important um, like for example Your sons are able to benefit from something you started because of that relationship, right? And that's the same way we gotta look at relationships with people in the world. Like, I tell students all the time, like, you should go to college not for necessarily the information, but those relationships are so important because that's your first space to be able to, like, for real network in. Because four or five years from now, those people who you went to college with are gonna be Decision makers—they're going to be major influencers in the world, That's good or, advice. Or, or, or wherever you go to college to network. But also, you go to learn some rules so you can then learn how to bend the rules, right? <laughs> uh, so, you know, like literally, like, if you go to school, if you go to college to um, to be a sound engineer, you go learn it the way that they teach it, and now that you've mastered what the, how they teach it, now you can go bend the rules a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Make so, it yours. Yeah, but that networking piece is the most important across the board. I know people right now. Who just graduated from college who can't find a job because they never did the networking piece first
2: don't throw people away exactly collect them collect them uh, all right you did a, you did a poem at the fundraiser for dreamland ballroom yep, you remember it? yep. it's a great one okay this one's uplifting you uh you ready to do that one what's the name of it
0: uh it was called you
2: and it's uh, a fun one yeah, yeah,
0: yeah we'll do it with you what's up miss Winnie? what's up uh Sarah Spratlin, what's up everybody uh, tuned in? Thank y'all for checking us out. Um, Yeah, here's the poem. Okay, let's do it. Uh,
2: Chris James,
0: You. So this poem is about being enough. I know a lot of times we feel like we ain't enough and that we ain't where we supposed to be. But this poem is uh, telling you that you are where you supposed to be. And um, enjoy your process. You, you got a lot to smile for you. You got a lot to live for you. You got a lot to do so you, you can't give up now. You, you got a lot to smile for you. You got a lot to live for you. You got a lot to do so you, you can give up now. So this is a poem for all the humans Whoever had the nerve to question their own existence? You know, God called me and told me to tell you that he designed you in perfect on purpose. There is nothing in your mirror you should question. Your flaws are beautiful, accept them. Don't listen to what them naysays be telling. Tell them you ain't buying what they selling because what you already got is a top quality, an unabominable commodity. Came straight from the source when you were born. You were pure gold when you popped from your mother's belly. Ain't nothing you need missing. You are extraordinarily exquisite, you perfect in that picture you hang on the walls of hearts like art, no need to alter your image for the rest of your days, be bold and resilient, in the toughest of times I want you to rise from the ashes like a phoenix, your presence is a present on Christmas, it's anticipated by many, they sit and wait on your arrival, like children wait on Santa to come down the chimney your entrance into the room is grand nothing about you minuscule you are well rounded, 360 no degrees missing for the rest of your days hold your head up high As if you are on a mission Because you are You got a purpose and you are on purpose Don't live life like you are accident You are fully insured So rest assured that your greatness is already written in stone I saw a man who was homeless and hungry But y'all he was smiling from cheek to cheek When in my opinion he had two good reasons to complain But his joy is a reminder that there was always a ray of sunshine somewhere. And just because you don't see it immediately don't mean it ain't there. Sometimes you got to open your eyes, lean in and look a little bit closer. There was always beauty in the blemishes behind the borders of the basics in the background, like a background singer with just as much gift from God as the girls and the guys in the front and just because they shine bright don't make your light dim stop comparing you are not like them and just because they got it doesn't mean you don't sometimes you just got to be patient because maybe your miracle is marinating and your blessing is still baking and you can't rush perfection god is an artist so respect us you are a magnificent masterpiece you know you're made in the image of the most high with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. that that's magic. So why are you worrying when you're supposed to be the child of a warrior? You got it. Everything you ever desired is already inside your heart. There is no need for a wizard of eyes when all you got to do is open your eyes and realize that it's always been there the entire time. You You got a lot to smile for you You got a lot to live for you You got a lot to do, so you You can't give up now one more time You 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 got a lot to smile for you You got a lot to to live for you 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 got a lot to do so you You can't give up now that piece
2: love it chris james name of that poem is you we love that poem i want to tell everybody real quick that we're going to take a quick break We'll be back with Chris James, the man, the myth, the poet, and the educator, after the break.
3: It's time to think about flag and banner for Christmas gifts. and we've got lots of ideas, plus 25% off all in-stock, in-store merchandise through Christmas Eve. Seasonal garden banners, door hangers, a real wide selection of gifts for military families. You can even come in to celebrate our new football coach with a whole selection of Razorback gear. And down deep in your heart... You know your dad's tired of getting ties for Christmas, so get him a flagpole. He probably needs a new flag to go with it, too. We got all kinds. And remember, all in-stock, in-store merchandise, 25% off through Christmas Eve. Oh, and one more thing. You are too old to be giving your grandparents a piece of construction paper with a little finger painting on it. You're wondering what they'd really like? Shop at flagandbanner.com. Click on Gift Shop for a Christmas present they'll love. Flag and Banner, located at 800 West 9th Street in downtown Little Rock. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 530, and Saturdays 10 to 4. Online at flagandbanner.com.
2: You're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with poet, author, educator, entrepreneur, playwright, and visionary Mr. Chris James from Little Rock, Arkansas. I would say if you have any questions, you can call him, but we're running out of time, and so I think I'm going to skip that we can hit that people can reach you at the chris james Journey.com.
0: yep and how else can they reach you Ah, uh, they can reach me on all social medias as it relates to chris james journey so you can just put in chris james journey website google facebook instagram twitter <laughs> It all come up. and
2: you will come and speak to groups and do seminars on from K through 12 on
0: yeah I speak to any group K through 12 I do college I do you know organizations educators trainings um, yeah I speak to any group um, yeah I'm a motivational speaker I'm, a, I'll I'm say. A, I'm an inspirational mm-hmm. speaker I'm a you know I even teach you how to make a living off your art you know uh, I yeah. do love
2: that part about you mm-hmm. you teach people how to make their art into uh, their business
0: yeah it's no reason you should be a starving artist especially if you're good at what you do
2: and passionate I guess so here's yeah. some of your quotes I promote that success is not a destination but rather a process mm. a journey <laughs> come on now so
0: that's the whole, that's the whole spill behind you know the journey um, yeah like you know like en- embrace the journey you know uh, a lot of folks get overwhelmed body um like for instance you're building a house and you, and you realize that man in order to build that house i gotta get a new roof i gotta i gotta put a i gotta get the plumbing done the electrical the the, the whole this whole shebang and a lot of folks get they get distracted from their focus because they get overwhelmed by the whole picture instead of realizing that it's a process just do it a little bit at a time it's a journey not a destination. Not, you can't just pull up to it and the house is done by the snap of a finger. You ain't Sabrina from the uh, the witch show you used to watch back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a process. You got to build a brick at a time, especially when it comes to your fact, comes to your your dreams. Uh, if you guys have watched Les Brown, he talks about the bamboo tree, and I'm gonna par- paraphrase this story. But the bamboo tree. It's a, it's a plant that, that grows in, um, I think, in Japan. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Look it up later for yourselves. But uh, so in short, it says that it takes the bamboo tree five years to grow, but it doesn't break ground into the fifth year. Like, like you, you got to water that plant, that seed, for five years, right? And on the fifth year, it breaks ground, and within months— it shoots 50 feet in the air right really? so, so, so that's what that so that's what I mean by process you know I, I met somebody said the other day Karan Joseph Riley an actor um, um, he says that if you're getting into your field and you and you don't expect to be in it for 20 years just get out if you expect to be successful in two years three years if, you, if you're not willing to wait and work towards it for 20 years before that real success is there Just get out the business.
2: You know, I worked a part-time job for nine years before Arkansas Flag and Banner could pay my rent.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: That's discouraging.
0: Yeah, it it is.
2: If I think if I'd have known that starting it, I probably wouldn't have done it. I'd be like, what, for nine years, you're going to have to wait tables (laughs) while you do this. Uh You also said, in order to overcome the odds against you, you must become aware of them. Mm -hmm. You spoke about that earlier. I did. About... You've got to know what's wrong with this picture to
0: know. know how to ever fix it. Yeah, you don't know if you don't know you're drowning. You don't know that you need to swim.
2: Everything he says is po- is
0: poetry. Hey, you know. <laughs> what's <up? laughs> hey? That's real, man. A lot of folks drowning, and they don't realize they need to swim. That all that you that you for real need to start moving your arms, and and, and like like a fish don't know. That is that that water is around them because they've become so used to it, right? And there are a lot of people who, who are in these waters and they not even fish. You ain't even supposed to be in this, but you you've been told since the day that you were born that you're supposed to be in this water, but you're right, like, bro, you dying. Mm-hmm. Like you need to swim and get to dry land. Right? And that was me. Were you homeless? No, nah, I wasn't homeless. My, I,
2: thought you, I thought I read on there that you were homeless nah, at one no, time.
0: No, that, that ain't me. A lot of artists be saying they were homeless. No, nah, whenever I have a home, I went home to my mama's house. <laughs> she always accepted me back. Is your mama still alive? <laughs> she, she's very much alive. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, try is a fixation of failure. Do it. What does that mean?
0: Oh, man, I always tell folks to remove the word remove doubt words from your mind right uh when you said so think about it when your mama told you when you were young that uh that I'm going to try I'm going to try to do that or when you tell yourself man hey you going to pass that test uh, in, in physics or chemistry carry, I'm going to try You are already doubting yourself. So remove try from your vocabulary. Remove might and maybe and probably from your vocabulary because you are subconsciously doubting yourself and already setting yourself up for failure. So try is a fixation for failure. You are fixing yourself up for failure when you speak try from your mouth.
2: Wow. Okay, here's another one. There is not a shortage of opportunity, just a shortage of people executing.
0: Hmm. There's not a shortage of opportunity, just a shortage of people executing on theirs. So I believe that there's this bank of life, right? And everybody got their million dollars in it, right? But it's a wall in between the bank. And it got guards on the walls. Uh, You got uh, these barbed wires on the wall that's separating you from your bank, from your million dollars in that bank of life. And there are a lot of folks who don't realize that, them guards, aint they, they, they just there to protect somebody from getting to yours. They don't realize that, that those are friendly waters. And all you gotta do is just go over there and, and grab what's yours, right? So there are a lot of people who are fearful of the unknown, you know? So, and we scared, you know? People are, are afraid to, to step outside of the comfort zone and jump off the mountain. So climb, So go to that wall, go over it or go around it, whatever it takes, and get to your bank of your million dollars or your success because we all have the ability to get what we need if we go to the bank about the bank of life and get what we get what's ours already
2: do you believe we all have a destiny to fulfill
0: yeah we, are, we definitely all have a destiny to fulfill what's yours uh, man my destiny is, is definitely to inspire people to be more um, I had a movement I still have a movement called redefine your success and um, and that movement consists of again getting people to identify their struggles, so they can create solutions to overcome, so they can then redefine their success. And I'm doing that on so many levels, you know, by educating young people uh, to see that it's more. You know, um, you know, when I was when I became a father at 16, you know, I didn't necessarily know that there was more out there for me, and I wish I had a Chris James to tell me and show me that it was. It wasn't until I was an adult, you know, like 20 years old, that I met black people who had college degrees and owned homes. So, growing up, I didn't believe that was something that was possible. So, I believe that I can be whatever, whatever, whatever that was tangible. Like, I saw the drug dealers, I saw the rappers on TV. So, these were realities that were tangible. So, that's what a lot of young people are going after, you know. So, I want to show young people that it's possible to be more uh, than what they see.
2: How do they figure it out?
0: Um, I think that's a loaded question. You know, I just think we gotta just keep reaching. And
2: I guess you would say they find it out by dreaming big. Yeah. Not letting fear stand in their way. Mm-hmm. I think fear's crippling. You've talked about it a lot. Dreams are greater than fear. They're captains of our destiny. And mm. that people make excuses to not chase their dreams, like, but just not right now, or I don't wanna make the sacrifices, or I'll wait for something supernatural to happen.
0: Mm. <laughs> You did your research, Gary. I, I like these are for real quotes that I I done said. And I ain't heard them since in a decade. Like, I'm like I did say that. Like you dug deep. It's true. Yeah, it's I all I feel true. like I've
2: said all of those things to my children when they were growing up. Yeah. Don't let fear keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Mm-hmm. Dream as big as you can dream and believe you can get there.
0: Dream big. I used to be scared to dream big.
2: A lot of people are scared to dream big. I got in trouble all the time for daydreaming. Yeah. And I think it's a wonderful thing. I daydreamed all the time about what my life would be like as an adult. Yeah. Not that it came out exactly like that, but it gave you a goal to work towards.
0: But do you know how beautiful life would be if people actually believe their daydreams, though? Like, I personally know people, their biggest aspirations is having their own apartment and a car. That's their biggest aspirations. I know people that I grew up with who ain't never left the state of Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, going to Memphis, Tennessee, mm-hmm. is huge for them, mm-hmm. huge, mm-hmm. right? But imagine if people actually believed that, the, like, that their daydreams could become a reality, man. Life would be so much better, so much more beautiful. For everybody. For everybody.
2: I want to tell everybody you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with poet, educator, author, entrepreneur, and survivor, Mr. Chris James of Little Rock, Arkansas, and that he's available to hire. He, mm-hmm. he hires out. He's a absolutely an inspirational speaker. Uh, so his website is thechrisjamesjourney.com, and anytime you type into any social media, Chris James Journey, you're going to get in touch with him, and he will come and talk to you. I did have one more point I wanted you to read that I never heard you do that I saw on your website. You, uh, you ready to do that one?
0: Yeah. I like to speak to all the women on behalf of every black man, and today, I like to be totally honest. I have no emotional capacity for your sorrows or your situations. I have too much of my own badness to borrow your burdens and baby, believe. usually. I'd be willing to swallow my pride, to pamper and pacify your problems. But today, my son rise on a different side of the mountain, and yes, you still matter. But today, I matter a little bit more. I've been wiping your tears for years. Today, I need you to wipe mine. No, I was never forcefully penetrated, but I too have had my innocence stolen way before I knew what it meant to be black and a man in America. I've been touched and molested in ways words can describe. I'm still trying to figure out how being something so beautiful can be a burden it burns to know that my life is a lottery ticket. And at any given moment, I can become some police officer's paid vacation. The world's next hashtag, a face on a shirt, an excuse for a riot. Some lawyers rise to fame. I am just as much a man as any man. But I too cry rivers, enough to fill the now. They've been running for a while now, and no it ain't 1855, but I've been whipped by the world too many times to keep count, and my back is about exhausted from bleeding from these here lashes. It's easy for you to say, suck it up, be a man, be a father. But hell ain't seen neither in all my days other than Uncle Phil and Carl Winslow, but those are just shows. These roles are a lot more mental than they are tangible. It ain't no accident that so many black men still behave as boys and can't define fatherhood. No one ever paid these roles for us. We are struggling to do it ourselves while still being expected to carry you on our shoulders. See, sometimes us men feel inadequate. We're unsure if we still ignite the flames to your fire. Compliment us. Remind us that we still matter. Know that affection doesn't just begin or end with the width of our arms wrapped around your body, but your touch is desired just as much. Fill us up with love, because sometimes it feels as if we're a little bit empty. Always know that you are and always will be the key to our peace of mind. If there's ever a time that we're quiet or frustrated or unpredictable, know that we're crying on the inside because we too feel pain. I once heard someone say that crying is like taking your soul to the laundromat, and that's men, we're well overdue for a cleansing. Again, women, we've been wiping your tears for years, but today, we need you to wipe ours.
2: Love it, Chris James. Go to his website. He's got lots of YouTube mm-hmm. uh, videos that you can watch and get your get your fuel for the day. Um, Chris, I have a gift for you.
0: Come on, gifts.
2: Come on, gifts. I like gifts. It's, the, it's a U.S. and an Arkansas flag. Oh! oh of course. And... There's a stand so that you can put it on a desk. Do you have a desk or do you just travel out of your car all the time?
0: I have a desk. So yeah. that go, that goes, I don't use it. He it's, doesn't use it's it. It's full of stuff, but.
2: It's where it's a shelf. You have a desk shelf. Yep. That's what it is. Amen. So I have really enjoyed visiting with you. What do you want your legacy to be?
0: My children.
2: Oh sweet! Did you hear that, children? He brought his children down here. Look, Damn. they're not paying attention to daddy. Those yeah. are some comfortable uh. <laughs> kids. When they're not paying attention to their daddy, they're secure. oh uh,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Thank
2: you, Chris, for all you do.
0: Uh, thank you, thank you. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Um, man, everybody makes sure y'all get connected with me, man. My next big project. Oh yeah. Um, is the Arkansas Theater Festival, uh, which is happening March fifth through the seventh, twenty twenty. Uh, at Pulaski Tech, at the Charts Builder. That's when is a, it? Uh, March fifth through the seventh. We'll so,
2: put a link on Arkansas Flag and Banner's website also, mm-hmm. so you can go there and and type in Chris James's name, and we'll Please. have a link there too.
0: Two and a half months away. Please. Anybody
2: good. can sign up for it. Uh,
0: anybody. Well, yeah, we have. You don't have to be a student. Uh, yeah, you anybody can come watch the shows. Okay. We, we have plays coming from LA. Atlanta, Nashville, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, of course. And it's going to be a lot of great stage plays, 12 stage plays in three days. Uh, so come Oh, see that'll me. be great. Yeah.
2: I want to tell everybody thanks for spending time with us, and we'll see you next week.
1: You've been listening to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard or discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Subscribe to podcasts wherever you like to listen. Carry's goal is simple: to help you live the American dream.